Yes, hello, talk random. What are you saying? Talk random with me, Abs. And me, John Bashe. Yes, I am feeling pumped today. You know what? I am actually feeling hyped today. Why is that? Energized. I beat my personal best on the treadmill all oh, my days. Okay, how far did you run? 3K. I normally wow. get like 22 minutes, 20 minutes, and I've yeah. got 17 minutes, 35. Did you run con constantly, constantly throughout? Constantly, yeah. No stopping, no nothing. That's really and good. I put it on like, you know, it goes up and up and up. I put it on like 10.5. Wow, okay. And I put all my legs to off me. But you know what? I've got to do it. And I was literally sweating. And I'm like, woof. I've actually done it. So you feel like really proud and and kind of good in yourself yeah, doing I do. it? Yeah, I do. It's like positive endorphins. And then my watch is telling me, I've Beep, beep, beep. Your heart rate's too high, or whatever. There's defibrillator there, thing you do. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. So, do you think you're going to use that now as potential fuel to maybe run even quicker next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, when it goes to like 50, you never know, you know. Yeah, I know. Carry on being running, but. How have you been anyway? Yeah, I've been good. Um, last week of of uh, of uni in it. Last week we kind of well, handed for me, in. Obviously, I got another block there. Oh yeah, you've got another block, haven't you? Yeah. So we handed in our assessments, and then just this week is uh, it's TTC in it. Lovely Lynn. Lovely Lynn. <laughs> and in the background, laughing, we have a special guest. This this guest, John, has been um, asking me for ages. <laughs> that sounds so weird saying it like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she is. Um, Ah, the face of UA92. The face of the first year yes. of UA92, definitely. The face of the first year, and it is Daisy Dalton. Hi, everyone. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Nice, love it. How are you? Are you good? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Just... I, I like yellow with your off-whites today. <laughs> and is that a camel coat? I can't, I can't guess what? Is that a camel skin? No. All right, no. It looks like a camel, doesn't it? No comment. All right. Oh, God, you said I thought you else. said camel toes. Yes. Though. No camel no. skin. I don't mean rude words, but yes, three days It's all good. It's all good. No, it's just a cheap coat from Pretty Little Thing that I got in the sale. No, it's good. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but no, it's lovely to have you on. How have you been today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just tired. I've not done anything today. Just. Have you had, do you, do you, have you had uni today or have uh, it later today? Yes, or? I have had it this morning. Uh, okay. TTC week. Oh, yeah. what module you doing? It's we've got to do an exam on Microsoft Word at the end of this TTC week, and we get a proper qualification the from it. Ah, uh, yeah, I think that's what they're trying to integrate. You know, with the Microsoft Office thing, yeah. they were trying to yeah. give us like actual qualifications for be, being able to like yeah, present so, and stuff like that. Yeah, so we get to choose between PowerPoint, Word, and Excel, and then we just basically oh, do all these like practice choose? exams. I'm doing Word because I don't think I'll really use anything else that, uh, that yeah, often. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, that's quite handy though. I mean, I'd like a flipping Microsoft. presentation, flipping. Yeah. Like proper qualification. Qualification, yeah. yeah. I think it'd be quite good for, you know, future jobs or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, like Ab said, I've been asking for you to come on for quite a while. I think you're quite an interesting character. <laughs> I think you've got a lot of cool things to talk about. So first of all, you are a student at UA92. You are first year, so you're the year below us. Um, just wanted to talk about that first, basically. Why did you choose UA92? You know, what course are you doing? How are you finding it, etc., etc. So I actually chose UA92 because I went to a big UCAS event and they were doing like this virtual, they had like a virtual headset that everyone was going on and there was loads of people crowded around and just wanted to know what it was about. And then I read like the um, prospectus and yeah, it just seemed right up my street. No exams I liked the sound of and a really long summer as well compared to the majority of unis. And then obviously the timetabling because I've always had a job. So yeah. I always wanted to be able to fit um, uni around it really. Yeah. So yeah, that's Definitely. why I picked That's why I picked UE92 anyway. 
Okay, cool. So what, what course is it that you, you currently should be in? I do um, sport and exercise oh, science. Okay, same as me. Yeah. Snap. What, what are you doing now? <laughs> um, we've just done biomechanics, Ooh, which was nearly the death of me. Hard, isn't it? Yeah, but but I did um, chemistry and biology A-level, so oh, okay. I it kind of had a lot of tie-ins with that, so it wasn't too difficult. Like, the concepts of it weren't too bad. It was just actually mm. applying it. That... Yeah, I'll be clueless of that. <laughs> we were talking about this with Luke. Do you remember biomechanics? Yeah, biomechanics. And you kept on calling it. Biometrics. <laughs> obviously, it, you found it difficult. What about the other modules? Like, have you done sports psychology yet? Yeah, that was like um, at the start of the year. That I really enjoyed because my other A level that I did was psychology. Mm. Um, and again, there was loads of crossovers in that. And that's something, sports psychology is something I'm really interested in because I use sport as a coping mechanism for my kind of mind and my way of thinking so yeah so far I've, I've basically echoed what you've said i've said sports psychology is something that i'm quite interested in as yeah. well you know using all of the kind of characteristics such as like anxiety and sport and and arousal and you know all, all the other things and I, yeah I've, I've always thought that was quite di um, interesting and then similar with you in terms of biomechanics like quite a really difficult module yeah. but no well done for kind of overcoming it so you chosen sport and exercise science. Was UA92 kind of your your first option? Did you go to other university events to or open days? Um, yeah, just give us a bit of a background about that. From, like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. From, yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean she <laughs> doesn't live in Manchester though. Yeah. <laughs> so you're from Derbyshire. How far away is Derbyshire from here? Like, it'd probably take about an hour to get to where okay. my parents live. So it's not that far. It's just once you get, like, past the city, it's just hill. There's no, it's, like, so... It's countryside-ish. No, yeah, re really, it's just pure countryside. Okay. You look to your left and there's sheep and you look to your right and there's cows. Like, there's no right, shops okay. in my town. Do you not milk? Do I... Milk. milk. I thought you said mount. <laughs> I can't no. hear. No, um, no, I don't milk the cows, no. <laughs> but, um... Like, do you abs? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh yeah but like the town i live in there's not even a shop there's no tesco there's not even a post office corner shop nothing it's just houses that's it okay so, so it's proper when village. you kind of applied to uni was one of the main goals to kind of maybe go into a more um, industrial city you know like a city like manchester <clears throat> or you know liverpool or something so like i didn't go to sixth form in like where I'm from in Derbyshire, I actually moved to Manchester. I moved out of oh, my parents' okay. house at 16 and went to um, a sick form in Didsbury. So oh, okay. I was already like kind of half living in. Because even though Didsbury's the city, it's kind of, I see it more as an outskirt. It's not, you're not in the centre of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <clears throat> I was just looking around all different unis really and just what I wanted to do because as much as I enjoyed my A-levels, I wanted to do something I actually properly enjoyed in uni. Yeah. And sports science was never really an option until I looked at UA92 and that's when I decided that that was kind of the degree for me. Okay. Um, because I was still looking at <clears throat> still looking at different degrees in different unis. Like I was going to go into psychology. Mm -hmm. There was all kinds of things I was interested in. But when it was when I read like the course specification for UA92 that I decided I wanted to do sports science. Okay, brilliant. Um, I mean, <clears throat> enough that you went to Paris for six form and everything and then you went to yeah. sports science. What was your initial like like perception of like UA92 before you were transitioning from like literally from sixth form straight to like uni. So I never actually came on campus. I the only open day for this uni that I ever went to is when it was over at the cricket club when this hadn't even been fully like finished built like had fully finished being built yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but 
it was just like the ethos of the uni and like all of the people I interacted with that worked at the uni just made me feel so comfortable and I didn't have that anywhere else. And that was something I found really important because when I went to sixth form, um, I was known because my mum used to work at the sixth form. My grandma still worked at the high school that the sixth form was connected to. Mm-hmm. So I wanted some, like a university where I could really build a bond with like the people that taught me and stuff. And I felt like with the small class sizes and stuff that this was the best place. Rather than like being known for like, oh yeah, someone works there, that's bond. So you only start fresh basically. Yeah. The family worked there. They thought, you know what, I want to go somewhere new, build bond, build bridges. Exactly. And let's see what happens. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly how I thought when I came here, so. And then, yeah. um, talk about coming here, mm-hmm. uh, before you came here, actually when you did come, you did an article mm-hmm. with the Evening News about the UA92 about mental health and yeah. about the well-being side of things, how that's, that's one of the things that's drawn you to it as well. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so uh, January of 2020, I was really quite poorly. I missed a lot of my sixth form teaching. Um, didn't None of my teachers thought I was going to pass any of my exams because I was literally in, in and out of <clears throat> hospital and in and out of therapy and things like that, experimenting things with doctors because of anxiety. And that my anxiety then triggered depression and it was just a really dark time in my life. And I didn't really see myself going to university and then um, I was quite like an advocate I suppose when I started to become better I wanted people to talk about it so I spoke to as many people as I could and tried to like give advice to as many people as I could and yeah when I spoke to UA92 about the the well-being services and stuff that they got it straight away you could tell you're not just it's a standard saying but you're not just a number when you're here everyone knows your name everyone says good morning when you walk in um like it's just such a friendly environment and i thought that'd be really important you know to help maintain my mental health and yeah with regards to with regards to the um, article that I did, I just spoke about my anxiety and how I kind of over overcame it and how I really didn't see myself going to uni, but eventually I managed to get myself there. So yeah, that's like very obvious and very inspiring. And against all odds, you like you're in uni, you're in your first year, nearly finished your first year, and doing the article for some people it can be quite hard. You know, sharing those feelings and telling people how you feel. But in a way, you are being like an example and a role model to other students out there who may be struggling with mental health. You know what? It's okay not to be okay. There is support here, and that's one of the things like I got to know you by through mental health things. Oh, I know you. Yeah. Um, and it goes to show like real commitment and determination. Since being here, has your mental health improved and with the support of like Steph and everybody? Yeah, I do. I've definitely had some difficult times like over Christmas um, with the job. I'm a carer as well as obviously working, uh, going to uni here. Um, I couldn't go home, which was rubbish. I had to work on Christmas Day, which I didn't enjoy that much. It was nice, obviously, seeing my clients, but my mental health did take a massive dip over, <clears throat> over the Christmas period. But actually Steph came and saw me with a little bag of goodies oh. um, she came and knocked on my door with a little Tesco bag full of like chocolates and all hmm. little snacks just for me to have over Christmas and I had a card written like a Merry Christmas card from like the UA92 team which was really lovely and they made sure that I didn't feel like I was alone over Christmas which was nice and then straight away as soon as we came obviously on the other side of Christmas Steph was still in touch with me nearly every day just making sure I was okay and she helped me get out of that out of that dark spot that I got in again, I suppose. And it's just, it's just gone up from there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, that's amazing. Obviously we, we spoke to, to Johnny Benjamin. Yeah. Um, and it's podcast about this week. 
yeah about kind of like mental health and stuff like that and me personally i don't have like a really broad knowledge of mental health but even just talking to people about it it it's kind of broadening my horizon on mental health i know abs is a really big advocate through his well-being uh what champions and and stuff like that so that's that's really good and, and really inspiring for for other people now Moving on slightly, so mm-hmm. we know that you are a student and the face of uh, <laughs> the first years of UA ninety two. You might be on the the uh, the tram stops Chapter along two, along yeah. with Abs I or re- something. I think I refuse to be on them tram stops. Uh, oh, <laughs> abs, yeah, I don't abs, abs, abs is opening line on Tinder. Is uh, have you seen me on the tram stops around <laughs> is it Manchester? Actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> so you you can look forward to doing that. But yeah, you touched upon that. You also do, you have other commitments outside of, of your studying. Um, you just mentioned there that, that you're, you're a carer. Do you want to talk a, a little bit about that? Where where do you work? How long have you done that for? Is it something that you wish to continue after you finish studying? Yeah, so um, like last year around, must have been March time, I went for a really bad breakup and moved back in with my parents and I haven't lived with my parents since I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I just, I don't like being in a space where I feel really confined. I like being able to go out and do things. And obviously we were in lockdown, so I needed to find a safe and legal way almost to be able to get out of the house every day and keep keep my mind busy. So I didn't obviously spiral into like the dark place that I was in. And um, I just applied for a carer's job, not really thinking much of it. And I'm still there over a year later, still still working as a carer. I started when I was 17, um, but I do care in the community. So it's a bit different. So I don't actually work in a care home. I go into different people's houses and care for them whilst they're at home to, you know, give them a bit more comfort rather than being taken out of their own home and having to like be in a hospital all the time. Or just be confined in one room. Yeah, exactly. So like with the with people staying at home, I can make sure they go upstairs to bed every night rather than like you said, staying in the same hospital room or staying mm. in the same armchair. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, that's been really rewarding and it's been really easy to maintain that job since coming here because I can just tell my care company that I work for, basically I'm free every day after one because I'm a morning student. So it's mm-hmm. been easy to maintain maintain that job and earn a decent wage whilst obviously go, going to uni here. So yeah. Yeah. So like you said, it is a really kind of rewarding, oh, rewarding role, obviously um there's financial benefits as well being a student you know we all need we all need money and stuff like that but in terms of something that i think is really good about is is my grandma's actually got alzheimer's so she's all she's in a care home and and you know looking at the carers that kind of look after her and stuff like that it's um it's a really kind of it's a tough tough job uh you know you need a lot of patience and a lot of resilience and yeah I admire you for that, but it's rewarding as well. The same yeah, definitely. Yeah, like as well as being a carer, I care for my nana. Um, my nana's bed bound, so that's something that's been quite difficult. It's only happened mm. over the past few months. Caring for your own family is very different from caring for people that you don't know. And I honestly, I urge anyone that has a natural people pleasing tendency in their personality to be a carer because that mm. is what the care world lacks. It 
care it lacks carers that actually care that aren't just there for the money mm -hmm. and it is such such a rewarding job little things like when someone asks you to make them a boiled egg and obviously they can't get to the kitchen to do it for themselves and it's what five minutes of your time mm -hmm. and that changes that that 80 year old woman that has made her day having a boiled egg with some little like toast exactly mm -hmm. and just to be there and be that person to talk to is it is it's very rewarding yeah and obviously during like covid times we could see the families exactly so i kind of became i had like i always used to say i had like 12 grandmas and 12 granddads because they're the people mm -hmm. i used to see them pretty much every day because i worked full time when i was 17 as a carer because i wasn't in college anymore because obviously i'd finished mm -hmm. and it was just over the summer and it was six out of seven days i was working so six out of seven days i was waking these people up making them breakfast then making them lunch then making them tea then putting them back to bed and the mm -hmm. first thing we saw again in the morning was my face so daisy. yeah it's daisy again and it was mad because people are don't even remember their own family began to remember you because you were there so often it became their routine that they knew okay at one o'clock daisy will be here and she'll make me my peaches and custard or whatever uh -huh. whatever the, the older older people might like so yeah it was it was it's very rewarding and you do have like a big family so it's nice wow that's brilliant do you think having that um that job at such a young age is kind of enabled you to maybe mature at a quicker rate to to other people having seen all of those things you know maybe almost taking like a motherly role in in your friendship groups or something like that yeah um so i matured early i'd say for a different reason um, unfortunately my dad was really poorly when i was about 13 and um he was in hospital for a long time. My mum was in hospital with him every day and mm. my brother and sister were at home and I'm the eldest. So yeah. I've got a younger brother and a younger sister. So I kind of took on that parental role then. It wasn't, my mum was still very, had a very like active parenting role. She'd yeah. still wake us up. She'd make us breakfast and stuff. But during the day, okay, maybe I'd have to go and pick them up from school or I'd have to make the tea or just little things like that. Yeah. It was, that was something that kind of changed my perspective. And then when he came out of hospital, um, Again, he still had to be cared for. So I was still had quite like a motherly parental role within my brother and sister's life. Um, and then that's kind of when I'd say I did like kind of mature a lot more because I saw the world from a different perspective and I kind of got a taste of what it'd be like to lose a parent. So that mm -hmm. made me see everything in a completely different light, which... It's been a good thing and a bad thing because I almost feel like I matured too quickly in a sense that I lost a bit of my childhood and I wouldn't take risks anymore. And, you know, I was just a lot more careful about what I did. But then at the same time, I have a much more mature perspective on things, which means that I'm doing things to help myself in the future rather than kind of just being like, oh, live every day like it's my last. Like I'm still trying to just improve myself for the future. And do you feel like that's... Um made you much more resilient and the way you think and the way you like look at life is like <clears throat> although you had all these challenges and all these like obstacles it's made you a stronger person and made you believe in yourself a lot more yeah 100 percent. like one of the things that does keep me going when i am really down is the fact that you know i've made it this far i've made it through my dad being poorly i've made it through me battling really bad depression i've made it through awful relationships that i've been in like and i'm still going so i I'm kind saying. of know that i can i can make it I think when I first met you is like your passion, your commitment and the way you care and come across is like very like articulate and the way you just present yourself is like someone who's been through so much but then the world's getting brighter. Although you may have your bad days, you're still out there making people smile and doing things for yourself and the resilience. 
is there. Yeah, I do. I think it's made everything that I've been through, it just makes you more resilient. You say, don't you? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I, yeah. I genuinely do believe that. Like, I'm, um, some days I am not a mentally strong person. I'll hold my hands up and I will cry at absolutely anything. <laughs> but you know what? Then there's them other days where I, I feel a bit rubbish, but I'm like, you know what? I can pull through. It's just another day. It's a bad 10 minutes. It's a bad 20 minutes. It might even be a bad 24 hours, but I've already done 18 years of that. So, yeah. you know, I know I can get better and I can carry on my day. Oh, brilliant. So obviously, alongside that, you've, you've got another kind of venture that yep. uh, has come through uh, UE92, hasn't it? Has, it has, yes. Um, so you're working with, alongside Gary Neville himself, I believe. I am, I am. Yeah, I heard your best pals. <laughs> we now. are, actually. <laughs> I see him nearly every day. Really? Um, yeah, so that's been a bit of a mad experience because we were offered this job. There was two... Well, the podcast. <laughs> um, we were um, offered this job, like, as UA92 students, it was posted on Teams, and obviously I yeah. applied for it because I had a little bit, a tiny little bit of experience in social media. It was nothing that I thought would get me the job, but I thought, you know what, what for God's sake? he can only say no and got the job randomly i got told on like a friday night at seven o'clock that i got the job and it was just a whole bit of a surreal experience and then the ball kind of started rolling but really slowly so he told us where he what he saw himself in five years and kind of wanted me and jack the other lad that i work with Journalism student, isn't it? Yeah, uh, is he yeah, from UAE? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. First year, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's two of you that got selected for the role. Yeah. Um, and he basically said to me and Jack, I want you to come up with like some ideas as to how I can get from this position in my life to this new position that I want to be in five years. So mm-hmm. we put forward loads of ideas and he's picked a few that he likes. So we'll be starting the Gary Neville Relentless podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, We have, we filmed a pilot, but we've now decided that we're going to just take it to bigger and better levels and build a studio and have it done like properly, like really high production and... So that'll be fun. Um, and then, yeah, so I mentioned, I thought, so his whole ethos and like him as a person is relentless. That is his personal brand. I'm sure relentless was... A drink. No, no, I know it's a drink. It was on a Manchester United shirt about 10 years ago on the back of the shirt underneath the kind of collar it actually read the words relentless so i wonder if he's maybe he's took inspiration from that yeah possibly um but yeah like that's his like personal brand and he had nothing anywhere about his personal brand like when i got told i was working for relentless i was like so is that directly him as a person or is that a separate like business thing he's got going on i had no idea Mm -hmm. and i said for this podcast i was like why don't we get some mugs made why don't we get the proper generic kind of like podcast merch yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like yeah great idea so uh, he bought obviously your your link through that yeah and straight away was just like yeah let's get some hoodies so we all wear matching hoodies now which is right, well, hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> we all go to the office in uh, st andrews and literally walk through the dorm we're all in our little relentless do you, hoodies. Uh, do you just look like a little family like he's the dad and he's <laughs> yeah. two children and michaela's the mom yeah yeah so there's only us four with them at the moment but um we're gonna get some more made and it's like people that do come to meetings with him like we had a meeting with um, a company called Social Chain two days ago. Oh, yeah, Stephen Barlett. He wasn't, you know, he, he sold it, innit? I'm not sure. Um, Stephen Barlett. No. But yeah, he's going to just hand out the hoodies to them. So it'll become a lot more people will end up having them, but I've got yeah. the original one. So that's all I care about. Uh. <laughs> What's it like, obviously, like working for him yeah. and your ideas and seeing your ideas put into like reality where you have to relate with hoodies. Now you're doing that 
it's it's absolutely surreal like i don't i keep forgetting that it's obviously money's an object but when i suggest something he's like straight away if it's a good idea he'll fund it straight away no questions asked mm -hmm. like he wants us to start he does um fitness sessions with his sister and he wanted to start filming them and i was like right oh we'll need this 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 and he was like okay that sounds good and just gets it it's it's very quick. surreal and yeah there's a quick turnover for the things that he wants other things do have to take a back foot because of his sky like i had a meeting with sky bet yesterday about certain things he's going to be releasing so me and the work me and jack do does sometimes take a back foot but then as soon as it starts it's like 100 miles an do you hour and jack do similar roles or do you do the different things within that. so we were employed to do different things but at the moment we're kind of doing the same thing so he's like a videographer photographer and then i'm more social media um but with the world being kind of closed at the moment he's mm -hmm. not got a lot to like take videos of or there. photograph or anything like that so he's just kind of been helping me with what i'm doing at the moment and he is a better PowerPoint producer. So I kind of give him the ideas and he'll get it all and look, make it look really professional in a PowerPoint. So we could have got this it. PowerPoint qualification. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought that as I was saying it, then I was like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's very surreal to kind of suggest something and it'd be there in three days, three days with a turnover for them hoodies. I suggested it and we had them by the Wednesday. Right. And you doing that has that boosted your morale even more like your confidence even more within like ua 92 we've been well being as your mental health improved a lot by being so committed and having loads of things going on for you rather than like you said when a lockdown happened you tried to you, you didn't want to get back into where you were so you, you got a lot of things going on has that improved your self-belief as well i think you know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sticky one because sometimes i'll be sat in a meeting like yesterday it happened when i was with sky there was people from sky there was a production company there was obviously him there was really big high profile people in this room and i just sat there and i was like what am i doing here like <laughs> i did not feel qualified to be there at all and he was like introduce yourself so we we're all introducing ourselves to each other and um I'm just like, yeah, I'm Daisy, a UA92 student. Hi, guys. Is Jack there as well? Yeah. Is Jack, is Jack, is Jack more the quieter one than Jack you? is so quiet. I yeah. am the one that has to, like, I have to, like, kind of boost the morale between us. It's I mean, very, it's, he's a very quiet person. Yeah. It's hard enough to speak in front of public anyway. Oh, and then, sorry. especially when you've got people like Gary Neville, you know, <laughs> lead yeah. people at Sky, you know, it becomes even more daunting. He was blown away by whilst working for Relentless. It would definitely have to be gigs because I didn't expect him to be there. Okay. So I walked into hotel football and next thing you know, there's this dog and I'm like, oh, a dog, because I love dogs, oh, dog obsessed with dogs. It's like a golden retriever, but it didn't look like, like a full golden retriever. It looked like a golden retriever cross Labrador or something because it wasn't... Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, saw this dog and I was like, oh, I said to Gary, I was like, whose dog is this? And he went, don't even ask me. And I was like, oh, right, okay. And he was like, there's, dogs aren't allowed in here, but I can't say anything because he owns it. And I was like, huh? Like I was so it just nothing like, nothing made sense. Yeah, nothing made sense in my head, and he kept on. He, and then Gary went off on this absolute rant about how he doesn't believe that dogs should be around food, and dogs should not be in the same place. Like it shouldn't be in a kitchen. It should be a choice, like for everyone in there, whether there can be dogs there or not. And next thing you know, Giggs walks around the corner, and I was there looking at his dog, and I was like, oh. what, what did Giggs hear him? Yeah, yeah. No, he just looked at him and just like shook his head because it's he just bat he has the same battle all the time. Every time he brings his dog in, he tells him it's not allowed to be there, and Giggs just does not care. Because he owns it as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do but... what you want, when you're in the boss. <laughs> exactly. Was he like, oh, because he's part of this uni as well? Yeah, no, he was really polite actually. We were all just sat around a table in um, like the cafe football in the bottom of hotel oh, nice football. Suit. 
I did. We didn't have anything sweet. Um, oh, oh, make us something sweet. Yeah, like he just, I think he came over to just ask Gary a quick question, said hi to us all, and then he came back over and said like bye to everyone and stuff. So no, he was really nice, but it was just the shock of not expecting him to be there. Like Gary's just a normal person to me now. Like I've got his phone number. Uh, we just te we text if we need to communicate. There's no like formal emails or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas with him, because I just didn't expect, I was just like. No, I just didn't know what, yeah, I just didn't know what to do. And just, yeah, it just, he's well, definitely who I've been blown away by most. That's, that's, that's brilliant. Um, obviously you said that you've got this, this kind of job through UA92 mm -hmm. and that kind of relates to me a little bit as well. Um, Foundation 92, which is also run by the class of 92, they yeah. advertised kind of like a job role last year and um a couple of students from from my year got on it so i don't know if you know regan yeah i know Regan. yeah so well, me yeah. and regan coach for foundation 92 which is where i'm gonna have to shoot off after this and well, um, go there? i'm starting at half three so i've still got quite a bit of time to be fair it's only down the road anyway i'm actually i think i'm in gorton today so it's actually quite far away and there's but... been a crash on the m60 oh really yeah right, well thanks for that <laughs> um yeah and and there was a day there was kind of like a special open day where um, some members of the class of 92 were going to come. So we just got told that about five minutes before our session. And then Ryan Giggs comes comes along yeah. and we had to do like a coaching session with Ryan Giggs. Obviously, at the time, he was the, the head coach of the Wales national team. And, you know, just when you were talking about that store, we were all just like, fucking hell, yeah. it's Giggs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're in cam on campus today, aren't they? All of them. Yeah, I think, I think he's Nicky. They're all yeah. upstairs. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they're all. What's, the word, what's going on? You might know the inside info. Inside I, don't, well, info. I, do, I don't know what I can and can't say. Oh. There's big plans for the class of 92. That's right, all I can okay. say. Yeah. No, the class of 92, okay, big right, plans. Yeah. There's all, all kinds of things coming hey, from the class of 92. All of these brands that they're kind of like bringing out, you know, the Uni, the Salford City, the Relentless, they're going to flipping take He's hotel football. going to take part of over the class soon. of 92, so yeah, that's so all I, I can say. Yeah. I know you've done a stuff recently on uh, Bill Neville and Beckham in um, Miami. Yeah, together. Yeah, with the, yeah. Um, yeah, there's big things coming for all, all of them. Um, it's just getting them all. We've had, all had some ideas in our meetings, me and Gary and Jack and Michaela. And there's, yeah, there's big things what, coming Michaela, for the class like, of Michaela, Michaela, Michaela is a... Michaela is an absolute powerhouse of a woman. Is she she is, yeah, uni, is, 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 is more than that. Yeah, she is Who's absolutely Michaela? amazing. Yeah, when we came with her to, like, when we did a box from our class, we brought her in. And right. she was like, who's that? And then we go, oh, it's his PA. Right, yeah. oh, okay. she's more than a PA, isn't it? She is the most spectacular woman I've ever met in my life. She wow. runs around constantly. The way she can, like, organise his life is absolutely amazing. Is he organised? Yes, he will pick up my phone and put it in his bag instead of his own. He'll pick up my bright pink MacBook instead of his iPad. Like, mm -hmm. he just, because he, he's so quick with it, he loses his car keys when they're in his hand. Did he buy your MacBook? No, no, oh, did he heck? No, I'm. No, yeah, well, you never know. Christmas Hopefully, he'll buy me a car yeah, instead. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, imagine. Has he got yeah. a Bentley? Yeah, it's, got, it's gorgeous, gorgeous car. Have you been in it yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Not, not, not managed to cough a lift off him just yet. <laughs> just drop us over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've seen him pull it up to West Point. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's that. I think, all right. Yeah. Just a white queen waving yeah. out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I've given five stars rebound. Yeah, exactly. No. No, I've not. But yeah, there's big things coming for the class of 92, and there's big things obviously coming for Gary as well. So, yeah. Wow, that's, that's really, really exciting. Um, Obviously, you are a sport and exercise science student. 
So there is an interest in sport in your kind of lifestyle. One current contemporary issue, I don't really want to talk about this in terms of what you may think that I'm going to talk about, is I don't know if you've heard about kind of um, six teams in the Premier League, they've wanted to kind of join this kind of Super League <laughs> thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about football. Um, what I wanted to talk about was kind of the whole media, including places like Sky, and and uh, and other media industries have have kind of blown up this kind of whole situation. And fundamentally, fundamentally, it's about kind of um, these clubs being greedy and and kind of taking money and stuff like that. And Patrick Bamford is a player of of Leeds United, and he came out with a statement yesterday saying it's mad how the world has kind of blown up about these clubs being greed like the, the the element of money and greed in football has blown up so much whereas there are so many other contemporary issues in sport such as Very racism um, mm-hmm. gender inequality um, players cheating and stuff like that Joking. yeah so I look at you then when I said that <laughs> I don't <laughs> too small to, uh, to be dove in um, so yeah I just wanted to kind of briefly talk about that really in terms of what what are your opinions on on, on how kind of, you know, the whole media have made a massive story about about the element of greed and when other issues such as racism in football, you, you know, it doesn't get as much uh, coverage, whereas it's in arguably is a bigger concern. No, all I was going to say is I just think it's very like almost hypocritical of the media because the only reason the media are covering it so much is because of the money, like the monetary value that it's got. So it's very, very frustrating. Like yesterday, um, Gary doesn't do Monday night football. He does five Monday night footballs a year Uh, and they kicked someone off Monday night football just to get him on because obviously Sky knows he's going to bring in, he's going to bring in the views, which then brings in the money. So it's Mm -hmm. very ironic that they're like covering the story. With, um, Jamie like, Carragher. Carragher. Uh, and then from that, do you feel like obviously his passionate statement? Do you think that the media bandwagon has jumped on it to create money and income and revenue by his post that he done, the video that he done, the run that he done? Yeah. It went viral. Literally, everybody was speaking about it. Do you feel like news outlets are jumping onto it, saying yes, we want this, and then yeah, putting a spin on it, making sure like oh, he's called all this basically, or someone else has called it. It's not greed. But do you feel like newspapers and like news? Like ITV and all that are making it, making it much more worse than it is. Um, I think that it's a ridiculous idea to be quite honest. Like the whole this whole Super League thing, I think it's just doesn't. It is just the rich getting richer and just all coming together to basically, you know, make as much money as possible, but then losing the people that you know. I think the people that matter the most in football are the fans that maybe do struggle to pay for a ticket. Mm-hmm. They're the, but they're the most loyal fans that will save up and try and buy that ticket. As soon as you take that luxury and that loyalty away, there's going to be no kind of following in football anymore. Because I don't apparently think. Apparently, like working class kids were in football first, and like a lot of people like within the areas are from that working class background who do support football. And like you said, the money, the greed, and that they may have like, be struggling, like you said, saving up. Mm. And like this whole new bloody league mm-hmm. has made people like, oh, financially, like, oh, now we can't afford this now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's putting a bad light on like all the football clubs. But what do you feel like they should have just not been involved in it really, innit? Yeah, I just don't think it should have been. I understand why it was an idea, but I never think it should have been like materialised as an idea or it maybe should have, I don't know, they should have 
asked almost the fans first what they'd kind of believe in and what they'd want to follow because I'm pretty sure they'd have realised straight away that it was never going to have a positive mm. like a positive on a positive note Jose Mourinho's gone oh, why is that positive I found that out exclusively in the middle of my meeting yesterday really? morning. Yeah. Was Gary with you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did, what was his reaction? His, his, his phone pinged and yeah. we all, he, but he never, ever, he'll look at it, but then he will never pick it up. He literally looked at it, read it and went, he's been sacked. <laughs> and we all were like, what? <laughs> and he was like, Jose, he's been sacked. I was like, oh, no way. And he was like, yeah, can't believe it. Anyway, back to, because we were on the meeting with Sky, so yeah, we couldn't Mourinho, like, yeah, he didn't yeah, have to react very, like, very much. He, he messed up like United. Was he in Chelsea once? Yeah, well, he's he, twice. Chelsea messed it up like he got it like. And I remember before he started Tottenham, Deli Ali tweeted like, "Oh, he's crap and all that." And mm. then ironically, like, yeah, like he's got him. I feel like Jose Mourinho does not learn his lessons. Like, give it up, mate. Give mm. it up. No, he's very kind of. Uh, he's got tunnel vision and, and narrow minded. But he's actually quite non compartmentalist I think. Maybe you know, I'm I'm overall I'm quite a fan of Jose. You I look think. Like him as well, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh, with, without the grey hair. Yeah, without the grey hair. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I like him, um, but I understand why a lot of people kind of don't like him. And um, I think he's just a, a numpty. I think one of, you know, some people are kind of conspiring that one of the main reasons why he did get sacked is because he was opposed to this kind Ooh. of Super League thing. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I suppose... We'll, we'll never find out because of when you get sacked, you know, you, you have to sign a... Um, NDA. Yeah, which says that you won't comment on flipping you why you got... Anyway? So, yeah, because he probably got paid about 30 million. So, you know, he's happy he's anyway. If I, I like it. I, 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 I might do what you're doing, actually. If I was a football manager, get sacked, get made money, keep it quiet. Join the next team, get sacked. <laughs> yeah. Join the next team. <laughs> well, uh, if the opportunity arises, isn't it? But... Yeah, just talking about what we were saying before about, you know, the media and, and creating stories to kind of generate money. I've had countless debates with with some of my friends about this whole thing. Like, the whole world is opposed to this European are Super you, are League. You, are you for it? No, I'm not for yeah, it, but I am. Yeah, I've got same. a little. I've got a little different opinion in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. A different perspective. But different perspective. Okay. So, <laughs> so the, the main idea. the main kind of reason why people are against this kind of uh, super league is because of it's making the rich richer yeah? yeah which is which okay it's true and, and i'm against that mm. but the reasons why these other big companies such as sky in my opinion sky bt itv bbc they're all against it because of they probably won't get coverage of this new elite so competition and some massive company in Saudi Arabia or Qatar will get coverage rights and everyone will watch that then. So as a result, Sky Sports and BT and all that, they will lose money. So they're blaming, from my personal opinion, they're blaming these owners for chasing the money, whereas their main motive for them to not chase the money is because of they will lose money as a result. And I believe also it's the same in terms of the Premier League, FA, UEFA, FIFA. Like FIFA is one of the most corrupt organizations that there is. The the president got fired uh, a few years ago because he was corrupt. The World Cup is in bloody Qatar, and bloody corrupt. And if there's no corruption in that, like I don't know anything about football. UEFA. They're obviously angry because of nobody will watch the Champions League without them big six, uh, without them big twelve clubs being in it, and everyone will want to watch this this uh, Super League thing. So, in, 
overall, I don't want this Super League thing to go ahead. No, 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 I don't, I don't, I really don't. But when all of these kind of big um, corporations say that, oh, it's because of the fans, or, you know, you're taking away from the working class and, and all this stuff, I just sort of don't buy it because of their overall um, goal is to make money. So, yeah, Talk Random Games just basically a little quiz, quick fire between us three and um, just testing our general knowledge, really. Um, you should not this one, though. You should not this one. Uh, start. Do you want to start? Yeah. You might know this one. What's Gary Neville's favorite cake brand? Oh, obviously, M&S calling the cat. Oh, my days. How do you know? How do because, you know? Because... Basically, basically he, he, he blacked me DM, right? Basically. <laughs> That's I, probably me. I was getting... I was getting the new Colin cake. <laughs> yeah, go on. I was getting the new Colin and do a TikTok with him. Right. But he blacked me. He's like, all right, then. Well, I was going to get M&S to give it for free, literally loads. Yeah, yeah. No, so... <laughs> so, obviously, it was his birthday. When we and me and him started working together... It was his birthday, like the day after, and we had a massive discussion about calling the caterpillar cakes. And if you look on his Instagram, the picture that he posted for his most recent birthday is him and his wife and his two daughters with a calling the caterpillar cake. And I picked that post. Wow, brilliant! Yeah, that's the first post I ever picked. So wow. that's why I know about calling the caterpillar. Yes. Nice, <laughs> I I was gonna get him inside. Inside. Free. I was gonna get him literally marketing for free. Right. I've got a. I've got a little question. I know that uh, Daisy. He's got a, quite a bit of knowledge about horses oh. as you work with them. So, there's a very broad kind of question. What is the average height of a horse? 10 foot 10. 10 foot 10. Let's talk, let's talk in metres. I don't even talk in metres. I talk in hands. Uh, in hands? Yeah, that's how you measure a horse, in hands. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> this is, the Google has given it me in metres. I'd say like 14 hand 3. Search what 14 hand 3 is and see if it's roughly the same. Right. 14 hand 3. It's when like farmers like yeah. used to obviously that's not different. have... That's great about Colin Caterpillar, you know. I'm telling you, yeah. I would get him every set, literally. That was the new Colin Caterpillar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you had that yet? I don't know. I'll ask him. I've, uh, I've got a meeting with him next week. I was going to get him for free for him, literally. Colin for free. It's ridiculous. I gave him Colin's last time when I first met him last year. First Did year. you? Yeah. <laughs> Have you not found the answer yet? I am 14 and 3 is, fifth is 59 inches. So what's 59 inches in metres? <laughs> <laughs> <One sec. laughs> Were well, you at the party as well? You're what party? You're calling the party. Mm-hmm. When you're into the party with his daughter. No, 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 no. So, okay. Was so, that far, how far off was that? No, you, you, you like basic bang on. So 59 <laughs> yes. inches is 1.5 metres. And the average um, horse height is 1.4 to 1.8 meters. So you're basically like in the middle of it as well. Meters, yeah. yeah. Check so me out. you got that wrong, Abs. All right. That's the question. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, oh, I don't know. What's the thing that you put on a horse's head called when you ride it? On the head? On its head, yeah. Mark guard. <laughs> no. Is it a thing to make their eyes go No, straight? the whole thing that's on a horse's head. Helmet. Saddle. <laughs> is it like a very Harness. scientific word? No. Oh, Saddle's the one that you sit yeah. on, so yeah. you're not like miles off of I've that. Been horse what does it begin with? B. B. Bracket. No. Oh. Bracelet. <laughs> no. What's the next line? So if you, you know when like you drive it, uh, when, if you're... 
walking, yeah. you can walk down something that's this word and then way. And the second letter is Broadway. No, but you'd be ours, right? Brookway. No. <laughs> is it something way? Broad. No, no, it's nothing way, but the uh, first word. Broad. No. Oh. Ends in L-E. Starts in B-R. Bootle. <laughs> Come on. Boot. No. Something you don't put a boot on a horse's head. Oh. I don't know. I give up. Bridle. A bridle. Oh, like a bridle way. You can walk down a bridle way, can't you? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, then. Um, what year was Gary never born in? I should know this because he tells me he's 46 now. So, I, whatever that is, is he worked 46? out. 46? I thought yeah. he was 1976. He's had his birthday this year. It's about 1976, is it? No, it'd be. 86. What's this? Sorry. He's 46. He's no, 46. 75. If he's 46, what's 46 take away 2021? Probably 76. I'm not good at maths. <laughs> Minus 21, 46 is 25. Yeah, 75, 1975. I've still got it. I can still do maths. Quick maths. Um, I was trying to find one on, but I don't know the answer to it. (laughs) Ask the question and not know the answer. Yeah, I'm going to ask it anyway. (laughs) When is the next um, date where official kind of lockdown measures gets eased? 21st of June. No, that's the last one, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Oh, Lord, yeah. I hope so. That's the final no, one. It might be May the 21st. June the 21st is like when there's oh, no yeah, restrictions. So May, May the 7th, something like that. May we'll the... give that Daisy because oh, you got it wrong anyway. Was, was it the 12th of April? Yeah. Because yeah. then it's then it's May the 17th and then June the 21st. Okay. Well, last I think. question for you, David. I've got one more question each, isn't it? Yeah, one more go question on, each. Oh, flipping heck. Okay. Um... Mm. If I could only wear, this is just this. You, I doubt either of you will get this. But if I could only wear one kind of trainer for the rest of my life, what would it be? Off white. K Swiss. No. Air <laughs> Maxes. No. Do you remember K Swiss trainers yeah. with the with the reversible tongs and the stuff? I have them, you know. Yeah, I did as well. Did you? No. No. No, but you're both older than me. Aren't you? Yeah. Is it, is it um... Air Max? No. Um, Stan Martin. Smiths. No. No. Are they I trainers trainer, or? Yeah, trainer. yeah. It's a trainer now. Oh. Are you in them now? Is no. it a very popular brand? I'd say it's a popular brand. Yeah, but it's got it's more specific. You can't just say like Adidas or just Nike. Is it them Reebok ones? No, it is not them Reebok ones. Uh, what are Be-lock. they called? Those ones which are dead popular Reeboks. The People used to wear them back in the day. Is it what brand is it then? Nike. Oh. Air Max ninety five. No, no, no. They're all. Is it an Air Max one or not? T N. No. So it's not Air Max. It's like it's an not... off-brand of Nike. Like it's obviously Nike. Yeah. It's Nike something, and then there's Nike off white. Um. Oh, what are they Jordan. called? Jordan. Yes. The uh, <laughs> but which ones? Back. I don't oh, know. Oh, the wings at the back. The wings. Which <laughs> one? I, I wish people could see the yeah, position wings. that you're in right now. He's flying. <laughs> um, oh, I was close. I got a point anyway. So yeah. like, yeah. I like Jordan ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What? My mind's on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what year? You should know this as well. What year? I don't even know the answer. But what year was Relentless created? Twenty twenty one. No, no. no? It was, it was oh, really? That. It's been a thing for a while. Yeah. For like forty but I years. 
I couldn't tell you when it was. Yeah, one, one last one for me. What is the original price of Percy Pigs? Don't look. Abs, <laughs> 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 you should know. One sixty-five on. Yes, well one sixty-five. Thank you. Well, Daisy, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Been a pleasure to be, to be here.